episode two of the Black Guys Like Baseball 2 podcast, the safe space for black baseball fans. I am one of your co-hosts, Terrence, and I am the other, Brian, and we are back. In this episode, we will discuss a fledgling star of sorts trying to make it to the baseball diamond, um, Astros' apologies and player reactions to the apologies uh, lawsuit that the Astros are actually facing from a former major league pitcher. We uh, MLB.com released his 100 players to watch or the top 100 players going into the 2020 season. We'll go over the top five and we'll break down our individual top five players. And also we will, of course, have our Negro release spotlight as well. We'll kick it off like we always do with the legend Bernie Mac. Me out to the ball gang take I said take take me out with the crowd now I'm buying some peanuts buy me some peanuts Buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me, buy me. First story we're going to get into is Tim Tebow is attempting yet another swing, I should say, if I want to keep it in the thing <laughs> baseball, at a career in baseball. He joins the Mets minor league system once again at age 32. Uh, he says his ultimate goal is to make it up to the, the majors uh, with the Mets. Being as a, that it's the Mets, I'm not sure why he hasn't made it yet because there are like a lot of <laughs> there's not like a lot of players in his way. Um, but he has reported to spring training. He's attempting to go out for outfield position with the Mets this year. So, uh, Brian, how do you think he'll fare on this uh, this trip around? Well, I mean, it's like you said. Uh, I don't see why he hasn't uh, successfully made it on a team just yet. Um, I mean, for the simple reason of just putting butts in seats, I would go ahead and sign him and put him on a on a roster somewhere, you know. Right. Um, yeah, I think they should make room for him. I mean, I hate to be the guy who loses your job to Tim Tebow, but, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, it's business, you know. Right. And and my thing is this, this is the fifth year that he's tried, you know, this whole minor league thing, and he hasn't really made headway yet. But, like, how many, like, chances does he get at this i mean <clears throat> for tim tebow the sky's the limit i mean he's got the personality media darling uh he's got his own fan base i mean i yeah i, I don't know the sky's the limit for tim tebow um at some point you know you need you kind of do need to realize that you're a little bit older uh a little <laughs> long in a tooth you know what i'm saying and uh you got some young boys out here trying to get a a paycheck as well. So more power to him. I'm not going to knock him for trying. I mean, keep chasing your dreams. Uh, you know, maybe you might end up on a roster. Who knows? Nah, I'm going to say stop chasing your dreams on this one. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, 
Real talk, my man batted 163, had a 163 batting average last spring with like 19 RBIs. And I'm, I mean, at this point, man, I mean, come on. I feel you. I feel you. Hey, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I'm trying to be the, the positive guy, but yeah, at some point you need sure to go ahead and sit it down. You know, keep cashing your ESPN checks and talking football. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, he's got a good gig going on with um, college football analysis. I mean, he's got ESPN. He does game day from time to time. I know yeah. he's appeared on, like, the SEC network. They even, like, put him on Good Morning America every once in a while when, like, the major, like, the uh, national championships coming up or big game stuff like that. So, I mean, I would ride that out if I were him and just, like, you know, let let the whole baseball thing go. Yeah, just say face. And being that I was never the biggest Tim Tebow fan to begin with, I may be a little bit jaded on that one. But just to keep it all real, it just seems like white America wants Tebow to be good at something. Agreed. Agreed. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I, uh, yeah, I don't want to say I hated Tim Tebow, but uh, just taking it back, yeah, he smashed my Cincinnati Bearcats in the uh, in the ball game <laughs> that oh, year. Uh, oh, this is personal for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. The the hate runs deeper a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but, um, like, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, even as a college football player, I thought he was a little bit overrated and it wasn't until i actually watched the the um aaron hernandez documentary on netflix Mm -hmm. that i realized how stacked that florida gators team was they were stacked like i made a like a real short list of the players on that team and they had joe hayden brandon spikes carlos dunlap janoris (laughs) jenkins Percy Harvin, Riley Cooper, the Pouncy Twins, and Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. Like, come on, as a that team could win NFL games. There's nothing to say about it. They were stacked. Uh I, I will give it to him, although they were stacked. Um, you know, I I, I do agree with you. I think, you know, White America wants him to win or something. I, I'll give it to him as far as his college football career goes. Like he may not have been the best quarterback let alone athlete but like i will i will give his willpower to win i will give that to him i won't take anything away from as far as that goes um but yeah i mean tangibles yeah yeah at the end of the day i mean your man couldn't really throw the ball in the the probes like (laughs) thank god i'll give it to him he beat the pittsburgh steelers i am a cincinnati Bengals fan and so for you to get beat by tim tebow on a slant route, and that was the only completion he had <laughs> that whole game. <laughs> and y'all lost to Tim Tebow in the playoffs. Hey, that's the one time I was like, "Good job, Tim Tebow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, well, we're gonna see where it winds up. But to your point, you know, if I'm the Mets and they haven't been good the last couple of years, they haven't been good for a while, actually. Yeah, and I was trying to sell some tickets. I would, I would give them a shot. Maybe like the last month of the season. Yeah. Get that attendance up a little bit, but right. as far as him being a viable major league baseball player, I ju- I I just don't see it happening. But you know, we'll see. He'll be in spring training again, so he'll get some spring training work in, and I'm sure ESPN will run his highlights or attempted highlights. Nonstop uh, coverage of three strikeouts. 
<laughs> so we'll see what happens with Tim Tebow's latest attempt at a uh, a baseball career. And you know, moving around, moving along, you know, the lines of nonstop coverage. The Astros, man, they have been on an apology tour the last week and a half. The interesting thing about the Astros, it's as if though half the team is apologizing, the other half isn't. Right. Which is, <laughs> right. Which is the really weird part. Because some of them are apologetic and, you know, contrite about what happened. And other team members are just like, eh, nah, we didn't really have an advantage. And then there, uh, the owner, Jim Crane, had that weird press conference, you know, where he said, you know, our opinion is that the signal stealing didn't impact the game. And then a reporter asked him, like, the same question, like, 30 seconds later. And he was (laughs) like, yeah, well, it may have had a little bit of an impact. (laughs) <laughs> so it's just like crazy to me like how some of them are apologizing and some aren't uh did, right. did you kind of pick up on that too i, I did um i think it's half more apologetic and, and the other half more i i'm sure the game plan was everybody going you know being apologetic and things like that and then after a while i guess other people started you know hearing feedback from the apology tour and they were like you know what screw that like like I'm not apologizing for anything. We, you know, we did what we did, and <laughs> <laughs> and we're still World Series champs. You know what I mean? Um, I saw that uh, you know Aaron Aaron Judge was interviewed, and he was saying that uh, you know he took down his tweet congratulating the team and things like that. He said he had some uh, some friends, uh, associates, whatever um, that were on the team, and you know he said he took those tweets down, and you know I believe he said he, he feels like they, they should take away the world series and things like that um yeah people are not happy and you know now they're talking about you know retaliation and the league has come out and said they don't want players to be plunked by pitchers and things like that i'm just like well how do you police that i mean the first you know ball that's high and tight are you going to issue warnings to the to the opposing team and the first person who gets beamed, are they ejected? Like, what, what are we going to do? How are we going to police that? Even Dusty Baker came out and said, you know, I hope the league's got something in place to protect the Astros. But like you said, you can't really, like, make a hard – you can't make them not throw at somebody. Right. They're, they're going to get thrown at. It, Absolutely. I mean, it's just going to happen. <laughs> That's how they kind of police baseball. And, you know, the other thing is that – you know, people talk about how, you know, Altuve kind of robbed Judge of the MVP mm-hmm. and the Dodgers feel like they're robbed. So I don't see a scenario where, you know, the players just let it slide, especially with the fact that the players aren't happy with, you know, the punishments or lack thereof that were actually rolled out because the players hasn't been penalized at all. The worst thing that happened is that the manager was fired and the GM got fired. Right. Right. There's no player suspensions or there's no giving up rings back or none of that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I don't know how baseball is going to police this situation because they're going to get thrown at. Absolutely. They're going to have to leave it in the hands of uh, God and the pitchers. <laughs> <laughs> God and the pitchers. God and the pitchers. <laughs> and I'm not sure which one they should lean on the most at this point. Right. 
<laughs> but um, it, it's it's going to be interesting. And the and the other thing is like the one dude that's like riding hard is Carlos Carrera because he like I have a quote from him, and he says Altuve has played the game clean always, always. He earned that MVP. He hit that home run off Chapman, fair and square. And that was a quote from Carrera. My problem with this is that Carrera apologized early in a week, but now he's saying that Altuve was clean. Bro, you can't have it both ways. Right. You can't say dude is clean and we cheated and we're sorry. As if, like, he's the only player on the team that didn't cheat. If one dirty, they're all dirty. It's not like, hey, he was clean. He just watched us uh, steal signs. (laughs) 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 He didn't take any of them. And, dude, did you see the video of the dude that showed up to Astros spring training that was banging on the trash can? Nah, I missed that, but that's great. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure it's on YouTube. I saw it on Twitter. I'm sure it's on YouTube. It's a dude that pulled up while the Astros were – I think they were stretching or they were just taking pictures early. And Uh, he just starts banging on the trash can for, like, 30 (laughs) seconds. And then security, like, rushes him off the parking lot. It is like the – Funniest video. You got to look that up on YouTube. I am definitely going to look that up. But the other crazy thing is just the way that the players have been reacting to these so-called apologies. Like, you know, Aaron Judge obviously came out and said you cheated and didn't earn it. Uh, there have been a bunch of guys are saying that they, you know, cheated the fans and the game. Even LeBron came out with a tweet. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Like, LeBron came up with, a, like, a long, like, tweet. Matter of fact, I'll read a part of it. Uh, and he said, listen, I know I don't play baseball, but I am in sports. And I know if someone cheated me out of winning the title and I found out about it, I would be effing irate. I mean, like uncontrollable about what I would slash could do. Listen here, baseball commissioner. Listen to your players speaking today about how disgusted and mad, hurt, broken, etc. about this. Literally, the ball is in your court. What should I say? Field. And you need to fix this for the sake of sports. And I just thought that was like, this dude is crossing over into another sport to get right. commentary on this whole thing. So, I mean, from what you've seen, like, what do you think about the player reactions to the apologies? Yeah, nobody's having it. Nobody's <laughs> having it. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, it, at the same time, you got to remember, like, some of these players are, like, friends, you know, off the field. I'm sure they, some of them play, probably play college ball together, things like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, you're gonna be labeled as a cheater. Like, like you want it'd be it'd be different if they were, I don't know, maybe just made the playoffs but didn't advance. But you won a World Series, <laughs> like you won the whole thing, and now it's taint. It will always be tainted. They're gonna have to put an asterisk by it. Like if they don't take away the the championships, period. Um, and then, like you know, like you said, people lost MVPs. People lost. Uh, jobs i'm sure we'll get to that <laughs> people yeah. said that they lost their job because they you know uh gave up four runs and you know things like that so it 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 just won't subside it's it's we're going to hear about this all season and uh yeah, it's going to be interesting what happens this whole season uh quickly getting back to the uh lebron uh tweet <laughs> i'm being silly here but i'm surprised nobody told lebron to shut up and dribble <laughs> Stick to your sport, LeBron. <laughs> I'm sure somebody might have said it somewhere. I'm not gonna be like, this is like the wrong time to be public about that. Kind of right. Yeah. 
but nah, I'm just being silly. But um, yeah, it, it's just it's just not going to go over well. This this whole season, they're gonna just smile, grin, and bear it. I mean, it is what it is. Like, got got to pay the consequence. I feel sorry for like somebody who you know just started on the team this year. Like, they weren't part of that, but now they're Astro <laughs> this year. It's like, hey man, I want to be involved, but you know, you're gonna get booed too, and maybe get some beer thrown at you or whatever. I don't know. Right, because they got um Zach Greinke this year, and he uh he was like a week late to spring training already. He didn't want that he, smoke. Yeah, I don't think he wanted like the smoke either. Right, so like, like avoid this whole situation and just get there like, late. Yeah, like let me see how that first week go, then I'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me make sure this first direct deposit go through. Right, right, right. See what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you got a point though. Like, if I don't play, I didn't play for the team last year, and I got to deal with all this. Like, yeah. I'm gonna be mad at the players that was there last year. Like, right, dude, I didn't ask for none of this. And like, the other crazy thing is, I'm just looking at some of the the quotes from the players reacting to the apologies. And Nick Marquez, the outfielder for the Braves, he said, "I feel like every single guy over there needs a beating." It's wrong. Right. You're messing with people's careers. Like, <laughs> yeah, when somebody yeah. says you need a beating, like, yeah, yeah. you're going to get beamed. Like, <laughs> if you if you hear somebody say that, and you think you're not going to get beamed. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going down. I low key feel sorry for them dudes because I don't think they even, well, I'm not going to say they're not going to see it coming because I'm sure they know it's coming. Yeah, I feel sorry for Altuve because he's the shortest one. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to me, you, you, like pitchers got the best excuse. Like, hey man, he's like five foot five. What you expect? <laughs> right. And that's that's the other thing about specifically Altuve. Like, with him being short, like you already got like the smallest strike zone probably exactly. in the majors. Like, right. You got to cheat on top of that. Like, <laughs> like the only way to get a strike on him is to throw it right across the plate. And still, yeah. you want to cheat. the The silver lining in all of this is it'll be the first time in a while that Major League Baseball was like must see TV. The Mass will get an episode of Hard Knocks going on. <laughs> so that that would be dope. <laughs> got a Hard Knocks Astros this year. Oh man, follow them around twenty four seven, hotel to hotel, city to city. <laughs> that, would that would be, be great. <laughs> that would be dope. I'm not going to lie. I will watch that. Right. And one place they would definitely have to go probably would be the courtroom because former major league pitcher Mike Bolsinger is actually suing the Astros stating that his uh, last actual appearance in the major league was on August, August 4th, excuse me, 2017, where he got lit up by the Astros for four runs on like 29 pitches or something to that effect. Yep, 29. And he said that that actually is the reason that he is no longer in a major league. So he's filing a lawsuit for about $31 million because of the whole cheating scandal. So do you think this, this lawsuit is going to have any type of like legs to it? I kind of hope so. Why not? This is America. There's so many <laughs> frivolous lawsuits out here. If you could, you know... Show any kind of way that, yeah, you really lost your job because they cheated. Why not? I'm sure he got a decent lawyer, if not great lawyer. Probably got a good like, lawyer. Yeah, yeah, like we about to win this thing. And the, the thing that the interesting part of it is he doesn't even want the money. He wants the money to be donated to charity 
and to like set up a fund for like former players and stuff like that. Oh, so, nice. yeah, he he might actually be like sincere about his effort in this lawsuit. If he was just trying to get that thirty one million and sit on it for himself, right, I mean, right. And well, this looks kind of a certain way, but he's trying to get the money away. And I'm sure there's other players that have lost their jobs because of this whole cheating scandal that happened. I know a lot of people were calling for uh, Udarvish to lose his spot with the Dodgers because of the way that he melted down in the World Series. Right, right. Look, they cheated. (laughs) 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 They knew it was coming. (laughs) Right. And that's the same thing that um, Bolsinger said in the lawsuit. He was like, I know... It seemed like they knew every pitch I was about to throw. They knew what pitches to lay off of. They knew what pitches to lean in on. And, you know, now he don't look so crazy when he said that. I mean, the only thing that may hurt him is that he wasn't exactly a good pitcher. I looked at his his career stats, and, like, his career win-loss record is 8-19. and And he's got, like, a career ERA of 492. So, yeah. It's kind of mm. hard to blame his demise in one game. Yeah. I, the only thing he has going for him is the numbers. Like, 29 pitches, four home runs. You could be like, they saw it coming. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> right. thing. Like, now, if he, you know, was out there a couple innings and, you know, pitched, you know, 90, 100 pitches or whatever, and then they're like, eh, maybe they just got the best of you. But 29 pitches, four home runs, you might, you might have some uh, some support there. To keep it all the way real, if I was on the Houston Astros, I wouldn't even apologize for any of this stuff because it's like one of those situations you apologize, so what? Your apology does nothing for anybody, so why even bother? You're you're still hated. doesn't get you, you know, you're still hated. You're still going to be public enemy number one. You're still going to get beamed. Right. Uh, yeah, like you said, it doesn't, doesn't get you too much further. I, I will probably say it once and then be done with it. Like, yo, I'm sorry. I'm sorry this happened. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I cheated. No, nah, you know what? I'm sorry this happened. And uh, welcome to 2020 baseball. Right. Because I'm not giving my ring back. That's not happening. Nah. If I can avoid it, I'm not giving the bonus money back that you get for winning the World Series. So I'd be like, I mean, yeah, we did it. I don't know what y'all want me to do from here, but uh, I don't tuck the ring away somewhere. Because, I mean, even if they call for him to get the rings back, like, how do they honestly expect to get the rings back? Yeah, there, there, there's no way. I mean, I'm it's... putting it in a safe. I'm putting that <laughs> safe in a safe. <laughs> right. And that safe is going to be offshore somewhere. <laughs> right. Somewhere in the Cayman Islands. Right. Safety deposit box in my vacation home or something crazy like that. Right. The other person I feel sorry for in this whole thing is Aaron Judge because he definitely got robbed of MVP. Taking a look at the numbers, Judge scored 128 runs, had 52 home runs, 114 RBIs, and batted 284. While Altuve had 112 runs, 24 home runs, 81 RBIs, 32 stolen bases and batted 346. Now, if you put Aaron Judge in a situation where he knows exactly what pitches are coming, he would have numbers off the charts. I think even Stanton came out today and said, if I knew what pitches they were going to throw me, I'd have 80 home runs in a season. Nah, Stanton would have struck out half the times. 
<laughs> probably. <laughs> no, he probably would have. But, <laughs> but no, nah, I would. get it, though. I, I get, I, I get what he him, said. Though. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Stan does need to work on the strikeouts, though. Like, <laughs> he be striking on fastballs that are, like, right in his zone. But that's a whole other topic for him. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Aaron Judge should have got that MVP, I believe. And I don't know if there's a way to reverse that or put an asterisk on that. Because the funny thing is, when Barry Bonds was going on his home run campaign, they tried to put an asterisk on everything. Every single thing. And I'm not saying the same thing with the Astros. So, I don't know. Like I said, it's going to be a very interesting year for the Houston Astros this year. Yeah. Hey, uh, good luck, Dusty Baker, man. Keep your head down, man. Just, Just make it through the year. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> just make it through the year man his don't, one year paycheck on, yeah go back to you know retired retired life kicking it and also this week mob.com released its 100 players heading into 2020 so we're going to take a look at the top five players and we're going to break down where we agree with the list where we disagree with the list and what top five players we would have in our rankings and just taking a look at the top five players in the MLB.com ratings, Alex Bregman, third baseman for the Astros, uh, coming into the season, the top five impact player. Number four, they've got Mookie Betts, who recently moved to the Dodgers after that deal finally got done after a whole bunch of red tape. Number three, they have the outfielder for the Dodgers, Cody Bellinger, who is the reigning MVP of the National League. Number two, they have Christian Yelich, who was the runner-up for the MVP award, primarily because he suffered an injury the last month of the season when he took a, I think it was a fastball, he took off his kneecap. And not surprisingly, of course, they have Mike Trout ranked as the number one player coming into 2020. Um, So, Brian, what do you think of that list? Uh, It's not a bad list. Um, I don't know. I'm a little bit of a hater. I feel a certain way about Mike Trout. Great player, don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I think Major League Baseball is trying to make him the uh, great white hope here. Uh, but he got paid very handsomely. So, you know, it Man, is what did it he is. Get paid. <laughs> um, Man, did he get paid. Any issues with anyone they have ranked in the top five? No, nah, I'm going to leave it alone. I think everybody is deserving, even Mike Trout. How about that? Well, my thing is this, and we'll, and we'll go over our t- individual top fives in a second. Spoiler alert, I did not put Mike Trout on my list for the simple fact that at some point, this dude's got to win something. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> and he has, like, these video game numbers, but he's only been to the postseason once. And if I'm not mistaken, they actually got swept. So he's another guy, and I know I used this analogy on the last show, but he's another, like, Westbrook kind of guy where right. – he has like ridiculous numbers, but at the end of the year, he's actually he's more like Mellow. I'll give him Mellow. Put up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Go ahead. <laughs> Put up ridiculous numbers in the regular season, and then postseason, he's either not there or disappears. Right. And much like Mellow, a lot of that could be due to his team. I mean, the Angels don't have the the most talent, even though they upgraded a couple positions this year, getting um, Rendon, and uh, they picked up somebody else. Why am I drawing the blank? But they picked up uh, Anthony Rendon from the Nationals, which should be a huge upgrade to their lineup this year. But they haven't surrounded him with the best talent. I mean, Pujols is a little long in the tooth at this point. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, the jury is still out on Otani if he's going to make it as a pitcher or a DH. I think they need to make a decision on that. I don't see him being successful at both for the long term. So maybe they'll have to make a decision on that. And they had Justin Upton, and he never really, you know, lived up to his full potential. I say all that to say Mike Trout isn't on my top five, and I excluded all of the Astros as well. So what do you sit? Who you got on your list? And break down why you have him on your list. Uh, let's see. So I got a uh, – and this isn't, like, in order or anything. <clears throat> this is just five. Uh, so I do have Cody Bellinger. I have Jacob DeGrom, Francisco Lind- uh, Lindor. I, like, I just like him. Like, I, I, I like the way he plays, like – I know it's a cliche statement, but yeah, like I really, a, I really, he's an electric type player. Yeah, I got Mookie Betts as well. He, he's not top five, but he's a red, so I'm gonna say Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be a homer. I, I'm gonna just, I'm just keeping my eye on him, man. I'm gonna keep my eye on him. He's not top five. He's not top five, but he's gonna be in my top five. That's such a homer pick, man. I can't help it. It is what it is. At least I'm admitting it. <laughs> <laughs> you leapfrog mad players to put i really did i went from like five to like number 30 or something like that but it's all good <laughs> for my top five i i we agree on mookie bets i actually i actually ranked mine in a little bit of order so i had okay. mookie bets coming into the season just because he's joining like a loaded dodgers lineup and he's probably going to bat lead off in that lineup which means He's probably going to put up some ridiculous numbers this year. I got number four, Garrett Cole, which is a little bit of a homer pick because I am a Yankees fan. Uh-huh. I think he's going to get a ton of run support with the Yankees. They were already first in runs last year. So I think you put his numbers, his 2.5 ERA, and all the strikeouts with that lineup, he's going to have a monster year. Uh, Ronald Acuna, who's actually my favorite young player in all of baseball. Okay. Like, he – kind of reminds me of Deion Sanders with power Mm. the way he plays with the speed and everything else so I really like Ronald Acuna coming into the season Christian Yelich I got at number two again if he wouldn't have got hurt that last month of the season I think he would have won MVP last year 329 average 44 home runs 30 stolen bases not anything to sneeze at you know regards to his numbers and number one we pretty much agree on Cody Bellinger Again, he's got a crazy lineup that he's in with the Dodgers. Last year's numbers, 47 home runs, 115 RBIs, won an MVP last year. I think he has like a repeat performance of what he did last year. So those are the five guys that I'm really looking at. But uh, if you had to choose out of your list, your MVP, who are you going with? Oof. Can't um, be Suarez either, man. It's, it's not going to be Suarez, but uh, thank you for <laughs> Mentioning that, um, it could be Mookie Betts. If Mookie Betts could be that piece that the Dodgers need, will need it, and like really get them over the hump to where uh, pitching isn't killing them or blowing leads <laughs> uh, in the playoffs. <laughs> um, I'm not going to name any names, but I think we spoke up on it, uh, episode one. <laughs> um, then yeah, definitely, definitely Mookie Betts. Like it's. He's coming into a good situation. So if, if they can capitalize off that, I think Mookie bets. Uh, I feel a way about Acuna, actually. Uh, I think he heated up a lot the second half of last year. So he if he keeps up the same momentum he had the second half of the season last year, he can actually be in the MVP race this year. And I think the fact that um, he's not in such a loaded lineup like Bellinger or Yelich is going to actually help him a little bit. 
Yeah. Because he's going to stand out that much more, even though he's got guys like, you know, Freddie Freeman, Freddie Freeman and um, Albies and the young kid Meadows. Um, I think I think he takes that next step forward. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him play this year. All right. So do we have any other topics? This is kind of short, short episode because nothing really hit the news except for the Astros this last two weeks. I have a feeling we'll be leading with the Astros again next week, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, I hope not, man. I mean, I hope not too. I hope what not else too. is there to say that has not already been said about this Astros situation? Well, if they start getting beamed in uh, spring training, <laughs> we might have to talk about it. <laughs> man, that would be ridiculous if they got <laughs> like we're not even waiting to the regular season. <laughs> These might not even play in the spring spring training, like just right. for protection purposes, or they might play like one <laughs> inning, like they do in uh the NFL preseason. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, I, I I hope we don't have more Astros news next week. Yeah. Oh, except for uh your man's that got suspended for the whole year. Yeah. Um. Uh, was it Francis? Uh. Don't ask me to pronounce his name. Yeah, I don't know. But Francis, Sir Francis, sir, <laughs> you have been busted again, uh, suspended for the whole season, 162 games, without pay for testing positive for, for performance-enhancing uh, substance. And this was the second time he was uh, suspended and busted. Um, last year, he was busted in March 12th, uh, 2019. So, bro, get he it together. For 80 games. Last year, this dude has lost 200-some-odd games in two years. And what are you injecting yourself with? I mean, wasn't it like a, a horse uh, stuff they get for horses? Like, Yeah, it was some kind of horse steroid or yeah, like crazy. Dude, like, you are risking it all out here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what it reminds me of? Did you see that movie, um, Sorry to Bother You? I did not see that. Oh man, you got to see that. You'll get the reference if you see the movie, but it was a good okay. movie. All but right. there's some horse shenanigans in that movie that <laughs> will remind you of this situation, and it's funny as hell. I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> and with that, we'll go to our Negro League living legend. This week's Negro League legend of the game is William Julius Johnson, known as Judy Johnson. He was born on October 26, 1899 in Snow Hill, Maryland. He began his major Negro League career in 1921 with the Hillsdale Daisies. Known as one of the best contact hitters of his time, Johnson batted 391 in 1923 and led the Daisies to an Eastern Colored League pennant. After winning their second Eastern Colored League pennant, Johnson and the Daisies faced the Kansas City Monarchs in the first ever Colored World Series in 1924. Johnson led both teams in the series in batting average by batting 364. Johnson also hit a rare inside the park home run in game five of the series. Despite Johnson's efforts, the Daisies fell to the Monarchs in the series five games to four. In 1925, Johnson and the Daisies returned to the Colored World Series in a rematch with the Monarchs. Equipped with a stronger lineup for the second showdown with the Monarchs, Johnson and the Daisies won the Colored World Series five games to one. In 1930, 
Johnson joined the Homestead Grays as a player manager where he discovered and managed a young power hitting catcher by the name of Josh Gibson. During the 1931 and 32 seasons, Johnson returned to the Daisies as a manager, but feeling he still had something in the tank as a player, he left the Daisies to sign with the Pittsburgh Crawfords to play third base. After brief stints with the Crawfords and the Homestead Grays, Johnson would retire from baseball and join the Continental Cab Company. In 1951, Johnson would return to the game of baseball when the Philadelphia Athletics would bring him on as a scout and would later promote him to assistant coach in 1954. During his time in the major leagues, Johnson would also serve as a scout for the Atlanta Braves, Milwaukee Brewers, Philadelphia Phillies, and LA Dodgers. As one of the oldest living players from the Negro Leagues, Johnson was appointed to the Committee on Negro Leagues in 1971. The purpose of the committee was to establish recognition for the Negro League's greatest players and induct them into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Johnson would step down from the committee in 1975 to accept his own induction into the Hall of Fame as a player. Johnson would die on June 15, 1989 from complications related to a stroke that he suffered in 1988. Wrapping up episode two, and again, the podcast is up on Spotify and apple podcast so please like subscribe leave comments um you can send us questions topics feedback at our email address blackguysbaseball at gmail.com um we'd love to hear from you guys and uh anything else before we out burn no, i think that's it that's a wrap all right as always thank you guys for listening we'll have another episode for you next week peace out Peace.